0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Oh, oh my goodness.
1: Coming in hot. For the first 30 minutes, uh, we have our introductory conversation. We talk about... Poor Jessica's inhaler scare. Uh-oh. And stimulant uh,
2: overdose. I hate that feeling. Yeah,
1: we didn't have a lot of fun. Don't
2: do drugs. Then
1: kids. we talked about auto brewery syndrome. This was fascinating to me. Apparently, could be awesome
2: or could be horrific. Apparently,
1: you could make your own alcohol in your body. Yeah. Then we talked about the spider-tailed horned viper <laughs> and other fascinating animals. Somebody's been watching Netflix. Yeah, the shit that Just, Justin super watched it was free random. Yeah. And then we talked about Justin's trip and workout plans while on vacation. If you're listening to this episode the day it airs, he's already going to be on his vacation. Make sure you send him lots of DM questions so he has to work <laughs> on it. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> just, just let him fly, man. Just don't kidding. answering uh, for days. Then we get to the questions. The first question was, what is our favorite cheat meal or food? What is our favorite foods eat and why? And what do we actually think about cheat meals or the concept of the cheat meal? Also, we do mention Organifi in that portion of this episode. That's right, if you're going to do it. Adam talked about taking the Organifi probiotic with his burger to prevent the diarrhea. (laughs) If you go to Organifi, com forward slash Mind Pump and enter the code Mind Pump, you will get 20% off. We also talked about pizza and how Justin can't stop eating it.
2: I fucking love it.
1: Now you can get cauliflower crusts. That way you avoid the gluten and the calories. There's a little hack for you. One of our old partners, one of our good friends, uh, cauliflowerfoods.com that's Cali like California cauliflower, flour as in the flour you use to bake, foods.com if you use the code Pump, you get 20% off orders of $50 or more. The second question was are collagen supplements all they say they are? You know that stuff that you put in your Bulletproof coffee in the morning, your 500-calorie shake. Injected in your lips. Because you don't want to eat, apparently. Then the next question was, uh, how can a woman get her hormones back on track after stopping birth control? Uh, A lot of women find that their periods are irregular for a long time after birth control. What can they do to get things moving a little faster? And finally, Hmm. the ultimate narcissistic question of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Adam answers the question, would you date yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, don't forget, we have a new site for all of our new bundles and programs. All of our new bundles and programs. All you got to do is go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. We have a lot of new bundles on there, like the Get Shredded Quickly bundle. We have one for people over 40. We have the Businessman Bundle. We have the Old School Super Bundle, which is Year of Exercise Programming. And then, of course, we have our independent MAPS programs, the most popular one being our foundational program, MAPS Anabolic. These are all programs designed to get you in amazing shape. Again, you can find all of them at mapsfitnessproducts.com. I didn't tell you guys what happened the other night. What? So... Jessica's had a cold, right? Really bad. And she just usually doesn't get sick. She's got a pretty strong immune system typically. But her gut was off and then she got a cold, which, you know, of course, your gut is a big part of the immune system. So she was susceptible. And she had this kind of nasty cold that's been, you ever get those colds that just linger for like a yeah, week?
3: Yeah, it's, it's been going around right now. That's what yeah. I mean, I had that for a minute. Like we had Drew who had that.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And I haven't gotten sick at all, which is weird because usually I'll get it first. But uh, because of the contest we were doing and everything, my gut health has been really good. So I didn't get sick, but she got it. And she's been coughing, and she says when she gets colds that are really bad like this, a lot of times they settle in her lungs. And you know what happens when your phlegm settles in your lungs and doesn't move, it builds up, you know, bacteria can build up, and then you can get bronchitis or an infection. So we're, like, trying to avoid that, right? So she's taking, like, Mucinex that thins the the, the phlegm so she can clear it, and she's taking fenugreek, and you know we're doing all these different things but she's been coughing and stuff a lot and i'm like you know i bet you one a little bit of my asthma inhaler cuz i have an inhaler it's a rescue inhaler i never use it but i have it there just in case cuz i grew up with asthma so i'm i've always got this inhaler just in case and i probably use it now maybe once every 3 years or something like that but i had it so i'm like you know if you use this it could help cuz i know a lot of times doctors will prescribe it to people when they have a really bad cold and are coughing cuz what it does is when you inhale it it's a powerful bronchodilator. Opens up your bronchial tubes, and then you can breathe and clear out what's in there, and that'll help. The theory is, or at least this is what I was told. So maybe it's changed now, but it helps prevent uh, infection because then things can clear out. But you know, and it's made with albuterol. Now albuterol is a, I think it's a beta agonist. It's like clenbuterol, the fat burner that bodybuilders would use. Clenbuterol was an asthma yeah. medication. Albuterol is the legal version in America. And what these substances do is they, not only do they, you know, dilate your bronchial tubes, but they also- Raise your heart rate up. Yeah. It's like a stimulant. It could be a stimulant and it can be a weird one and people react kind of differently to them, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So she's like, well, how much do I take? And I'm like, well, it's two puffs. That's the normal dose. So why don't you do that? And so she did it in the morning and about 10 minutes later, she's like, I feel really shaky. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's one of the side effects of it. Because sometimes when you take it, you'll feel kind of shaky and weird. Then it kind of – were you guys ever used it before?
3: Yeah, I have one.
1: Okay, so you know what it feels like. Yeah. Later on that night, she was coughing again because it must have wore off or whatever. So right before bed, she's like, should I use it again? I'm like, well, I said it might impact your ability to sleep because it might make you kind of wired. She's like, yeah, but I don't want to cough or whatever. I'm like, all right, well, you know, go ahead and use it and see what happens. Well, it didn't react well with her the second time, and it almost gave her like a panic attack because it made her heart beat so fast. So for like thirty minutes, we were sitting there trying. She was sitting there trying to calm him down and stuff from this fucking medication. Dude, that's a horrible feeling,
2: man. Yeah, I've gone through that a couple times. Oh. Either it was like a, like ephedra or one of those like type of ephedra is uh, a beta. Uh, yeah, stimulants. Where I was just like, wow, that was way too much. Like it just was like it. Did, it does it. Like it, you feel your chest like really like tightening up, and you just feel restrictive, and just panic starts setting
1: well, in. Well, what happens is you you create a, a and this is why pan, this is how panic attacks. Happen right or anxiety attacks? It's a positive feedback loop. It's it's like it's no different than when you have like a when you have a microphone mm-hmm. and you bring it next to the speaker and it goes boor, real yeah. loud. Yeah, it's because the mi- the microphone is picking up small sounds that the speaker is amplifying it. Right. The speaker the sound comes In out turn, of the speaker it gets louder. Goes into the microphone pitch. and just it it yeah. just cycles into this loud right. sound that's called a positive feedback and it loop keeps growing. Well, what happens when you're when you start to physically feel anxious? Like if I gave you a drug right now that made your heart pound made you sweat a little bit and feel shaky, is if you interpret it as, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm getting anxious. You start to get anxious over yeah. the physical feeling of anxiety. That
2: exponentially, like, yeah, yeah it
1: accelerates. Then the physical aspects yeah. get worse. Yeah. Then you start to perceive it as worse, and it just becomes this, ah, and so she started doing that. That sucks. Yeah, dude, so we we went downstairs, drank some chamomile tea, took some kava, <laughs> some theanine, like...
3: Was she able to sleep? She, she was old. fine.
1: It took about 20 minutes, and then she calmed down and then poor my my poor girl, she was so thankful. She's like, I'm so happy you were here. I'm so thankful. I'm like, Listen, you're totally fine. It's not a I've
3: been there before. I know right. what that feels like. I made a mistake uh. the first time I ever fucked with Clumbrud. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read the MCGs correctly. Oh no! And I had like four times the dose oh. that I was supposed Whoa. to have. And what was that like? Like fucking way scary. Like feeling, I could feel my heart like just pounding yeah, out of my. I'm chair. gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, it was really really scary because it's like that feeling that you're talking about. It's like times ten with oh, yeah. clambuterol. Well,
1: like, because what the old uh, the, the way that they used to administer these drugs were was orally. So and that's how bodybuilders use clembuterol They use it. They don't inhale it. They yeah, have they eat it. Yeah, they eat it, right? And when you eat it, it gets into your it permeates your system a little bit more and it's longer lasting, which is better for the fat burning effects, but not as good if to you want to, you know, eliminate the side effects. And then they invented the inhaler or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, taking clenbuterol
3: Orally, yeah, especially if you take too much. Oh, yeah, that's no. not a good too much. <laughs> shot it underneath my tongue, trying to get into it even faster. And then it's oh, like, shit. Yeah, it wasn't very long before I was like, Holy crap, this is crazy. Is
1: that what's the scare? What's the most scared you've ever been from taking something after taking something?
3: To be honest, the scariest I ever had was the, the and I've talked edible about it. Oh, uh, uh, no, yeah. so, well, that that was scary, but not <laughs> as scary as actually the uh. The, and we've talked about this on the show, was when I, I took six hydroxy cuts and four speed sacks in the same day. Holy shit. And, and I just, I remember laying in bed at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. This was when I was in my early 20s. This was like the beginning of 24 fitness days when we used to do that. And we've talked about this on the show before. That was, I remember laying there 3, 4 o'clock and just staring at my ceiling and knowing that I had been going since 5 a.m., Earlier, so the earlier your previous day almost, right? So almost 24 hours of like grinding, working all day long. And knowing that I should be exhausted, but laying in the bed and just feeling my heart go, oh. and just get to the point where it was... Freaking me out that I'm like laying down made it almost seem worse because I could hear yeah. and feel everything. So I just got up and showered <laughs> and went back to the gym at four o'clock in the morning. You might as well will get work done. Right? No, it's exactly what I did because shit. it was worse laying there, and that that was the first time I ever kind of scared myself taking something that I thought, oh shit, I really overdid this. But I've never, other than the marijuana stories, like even even the ju- drugs that I've experimented with, I tend to. You know, especially since my experience with things like the ephedra and experience with marijuana, where I overdid it, um, I'm more likely to not get do enough to really feel it than I am to overdo it. That just comes from
1: experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because when you're younger, you you take something, you wait ten minutes, I don't feel it. Uh Take more. I did the same thing with the funniest thing was when my dad. So my dad, my dad, one night uh, calls me at I don't know what time it was. Must have been like two or 3 a.m. in the morning calls me up and I'm like freaking out. You get a phone call from your parents at that time. You start to freak out. So I answer the phone I'm like, what's up? And he goes, uh, you know, I, I can't, I cannot sleep. I cannot sleep. I said, what's the matter? He's like, I don't know. My heart's beating fast, whatever. And I'm like, what's wrong, you know, what's wrong with my dad? Like, so and I'm going through all these different things. Like, what about this? What about that? What are you doing? I said, okay, take your pulse. And then I'm like, it dawned on me, and I'm it's like, like, I took four Viagra. Eh. I mean, no,
3: <laughs>
2: your mother, she can't sleep yeah. either.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. She keeps telling me, leave her alone. Yeah, leave no, her alone. Like, no, nobody
1: she, can sleep. Yeah, I'm really yeah. handsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do I do with this? Yeah. No, he te- he, and I know my dad very well. So I, so then it dawned on me. I'm like, did you go to the gym today? This was like, I don't know, seven years ago. I'm like, did you go to the gym today? He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, what did you uh, did you take anything before you went to the gym? He goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what did you take? Joe Donnelly's pre workout. Yeah, like, yeah. what did you take? And he goes, Oh, it's these pills. There's a, there's a, there's a, a, I said, what do they look like? And he goes, There's a, they're yellow. There's a picture of a, I'm like, Yellow Jacket? Did oh, you take uh, the yellow oh, jacket?
2: Like the trucker pills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No.
1: He's like, Yeah. I said, Yeah, you're not, I said, you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to have to wear, you have to wait. I said, Drink a bunch of chamomile tea. You'll probably be. And then I talked Dude. to him the next day and I was like, what, did, what were you thinking? He's like, Man, he goes, I took, he goes, my friend gave me these pills and he said, If you take one, You'll have the best workout. So I took two, naturally. You can see who I took after. And he goes, man, he goes, I went to the gym. He goes, I worked out like an animal. He's like, I put the whole stack on the pec deck. He's like, I felt like you then they come home and then I can't sleep because I'm just thinking all night. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, don't ever do that again. Isn't Dad. that
2: crazy back back when I don't know if they have that available anymore. I know that they took like a Fedra off the shelves from a lot of like the GNCs and whatnot. But like you would go to a seven eleven or you'd go to like any gas station and these fucking truckers had like methamphetamines available like in all different kind of shapes and sizes. Oh, yeah. Because like nobody wants a trucker to be like falling asleep. Yeah. The wheel they had them what they call mini mini, mini sum, thins mini thins we took those yeah. before a football game <laughs> oh, no. one time right and no. so oh my god dude like the best first half i've ever played in my life <laughs> i went down like a like boom like coming half. out of my mouth <laughs> you know just ah uh, 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 uh. to making tackles left i've had probably had like 20 25 tackles in the first half second half Total crash, total disaster. Like was that just totally came down like super fast? Oh, that yeah. stuff's crazy. It was I, brutal.
1: I, I used to I used to mess with that shit all the time when I was like. And you know what's funny? I would not. I couldn't even handle it today. What I used to take back then. Yeah. I don't know what it is. If you just get older and your body, or if my body's like I fried half of it.
3: Well, I also think too that you're you're also cautious not to overuse it where i think before we just use so much that stuff your body gets adapted down regulates and then you don't get affected by it as much right Cause, yeah cause I, know, I
1: remember I, you would take it and you'd feel it but then you take it every day and then it stopped you stop right there. like
3: i remember yeah. it was it was like staple i, I mean i went multiple years Bro, didn't you buy truck yes, loads of- <laughs> no we used to we used to drive to la just cause this, this is how much we used to buy this is no exaggeration uh, you got me. Addicted so, to. So Mark used to have a connection down in L.A. with a guy who owned a GNC, and he basically would give us speed stacks for like a few cents over cost because we would buy them by the cases, right? And we would load – so we would drove down from San Jose down to L.A. one weekend, and we loaded his entire back bed of his truck of cases <laughs> Damn, dude. Of, of speed stacks because so we were getting them at cost pretty much. Because we were drinking, I mean, each of us were drinking two of them minimum a day. Sometimes four uh, on a crazy day. So minimum two a day from both of us. That's four a day we're going through these suckers. How else are we going to go to Hawaii?
2: <laughs> right. Oh, the-
3: <laughs> so we drove down there. I used to have in my room. God, re- I miss
2: those. Feelings.
1: At my house, I had a, I had
3: a spare refrigerator in my in in my office, and it was it was dedicated to speed stacks. <laughs> And we did. We drank them. So it was like for me, it got to a point where my body was so adapted to it, it was no d- different than having a cup of coffee. Was having two of these things. If I were to feel them, I'd have to drink four, right? Oh, so if I wanted to get the amped up feeling that I got from one back in the days, I'd have to drink four of those. Yeah, things. I'm so. trying
1: to look online to see what the old. I know <laughs> what the old Speed Stack used to have was. Uh, Do they it, had? Yeah, they had it. It all. was ephedra caffeine and aspirin it yeah, actually uh, had it uh, actually had the legit the trifecta yeah and it was 25 milligrams of ephedra alkaloids which back then the law said that you could max out at 25 milligrams of ephedra so back then there were laws yeah but they didn't say you couldn't sell it. they just said that that was the max that you could, so that's what was in legit. the bottle okay but i distinctly remember I even remember All what you it, to do
2: is drink two. Yeah,
1: I even remember what it tastes like. I can actually taste it right now if mm-hmm. I think about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't that tasty. No, they had a weird aftertaste. It was like really watered
2: down cough syrup.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you drink it and maybe fifteen minutes, maybe fifteen minutes, you, <laughs> sky high. Oh, like, you're like,
2: so fire! Like, like running.
1: Oh, dude, <laughs> I combined I combined a speed stack with Yohimbi because I you know, through my amateur chemistry realized that the- Yeah, I'm like, well, oh, Yohimbi works like this. <laughs> and <laughs> if I combine it with that, that Lizard should give me- toads, yeah. and you're
2: just throwing it in your cauldron. Yeah,
1: that should give me a better effect. And yeah. uh, I was like what you did, Adam. I was, I was in bed at home, and I remember contemplating, like, <laughs> do I tell my mom to take me to the hospital, but then she'll know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, do I, like, wait it out, and am I going to survive? Mm. You know what I mean? It was one of those things, but-
2: Dude, have you guys I'm ever still heard of- auto brewery syndrome auto auto brewery syndrome no what is that it's uh, crazy right so uh i was watching this documentary and there's all these weird wild like odd facts uh that they're bringing up and one of them was this condition where this guy was like really suffering like they would they would give him carbs just any regular carbs any like spaghetti or like bread or you know any kind of grains or whatever and uh it was within like a, a couple hours where he just would experience like um, everything you'd see somebody who was like super intoxicated and inebriated
1: from from carbs
2: yeah from carbs
1: oh he's fermented. I've heard of this yes his body ferments the carbs and produces alcohol they had no idea what? that
2: that was what was happening though i've read what? about this before yeah so he This is was- a real thing yeah, yeah it's he- very rare literally get, so you
1: get drunk off of carbs you eat carbs and your body ferments it and turns it into alcohol and you get some, there's some
2: sort of ratio with yeast. Like his body was producing that too, like contributed to this whole process, but it's basically like he has a brewery, you know, internally and like he was like (laughs) converting it to like some kind of ethanol alcohol. And, uh, anyway, so he's like, like, and, and then of course, like, you know, if you think about it, and you don't know where it's coming from and you're just fucked up. Like he got like, <laughs> really drunk, you know, and he's just sitting there trying to like work or he's trying to drive and he just can't drive. And, he, and he's like eating normal. Like he's just a normally eating like what everybody else is eating. And he's just like super intoxicated. What? Yeah. And it was like he would, he, he would smear a speech, you know, he was acting super. like aggressive, like, you know, and, and his, his wife's relationship with him was like suffering, like all these kinds of things are happening from eating carbs. They call it auto brewery auto, auto brewery <laughs> syndrome. I was like at first to be like, oh, awesome, you know, like Does that mean he pees out
3: beer. Yeah, like, great. Right? You know I wonder Does, it's, now it's, is is more than one person have this? Is just one rare case? Yeah, is there, there's lots of people. I that mean, have not
2: this? a lot of people. It's uh, it's a very rare condition. I'm look it but up right I just now. thought it was super I'm fascinating. You got to look it up. Right now. You auto brewery up.
1: syndrome, also known as gut fermentation syndrome, is a rare medical condition in which intoxicating quantities of ethanol are produced. Through endogenous fermentation within the digestive system, one gastrointestinal organism, Saccharomyces cerevisae, is type of yeast, has been identified as a pathogen for this condition. One case went undetected for twenty years. Twenty years of, wow. of, of
2: feeling like messed up, but like he didn't even drink. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> You know how bad would this suck? Imagine uh, this. You're at
1: your you're at your your girlfriend's house or whatever and uh her parents make you a nice, you know, dinner and you know, you eat a nice big bowl of pasta. Yeah. They're like, "Thank you, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith." you and turn into like the biggest I appreciate dick everything. ever. Yeah. <laughs> then you drive home and a cop uh, pulls you over. You do a breathalyzer. You're fucking DUI. Yeah, yeah DUI just DUI. Like that. from pasta I I didn't drink yeah yeah, right tell that to the judge you know what I mean
2: (laughs) yeah I mean he he must have been like imagine like Going to yeah Thanksgiving Christmas like whatever like and you're hanging out with all your family and like there's like you know you're eating and then you're just kind of sitting there smashed. and you're just getting way too <laughs> smashed like, <laughs> and like saying inappropriate things to grandma and you know it's all because of this lucky guy yeah just kidding yeah. that's a he's a cheap date though he would be a cheap date yeah, yeah. Be, I was like, where a, did you see
3: that you were watching a documentary yeah I was watching,
2: and they and they have a lot of really random like facts about all kinds of stuff another one that was really fascinating for me I'm trying to remember the name of the snake. It was like a species of snake. I've never even heard of that had like the coolest attribute. Like uh, it had evolved to basically lure birds to it. And it shows like, so it's a spider tailed horn viper. So the spider tailed part is the most fascinating. So um, it basically, what it does is it has these prongs on the end of its tail, like almost like a, a rattlesnake would, but they're, they look like spider legs and 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 what it does is it, it rolls its tail, kind of like in 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 a, a bug like fashion, scooping stuff. Yeah, it just it, it just flicks it around so it looks like this spider's jumping. And what it does is it actually first attracts another spider in I don't know if it's in the desert, but it's it a specific type of spider. It attracts and then the spider like I don't know tries to mate it or whatever. Gets onto the end of its tail. Oh, it shit. locks the spider in its tail, and then it uses that as a lure. And then what happens is the bird comes to go eat because you don't really see it because it's really camouflaged. The bird comes to eat the spider, and then boom, it eats it oh, eats the bird. Oh shit! So I was it's, like holy shit! So it's
1: using another organism as a uh, as a as bait. Yeah, a bait.
2: Or. And so, and they showed some examples of like, you know, in the deep where they have those.
1: Oh, they have it up there. Doug just pulled it up on YouTube. Yeah. That's pretty wild.
3: I've So now I think I've seen pictures of the snake before, but I don't know if I've ever seen it hunt before like this. Oh, dude, it, it
2: is fucking fascinating. It's worth a watch, yeah. dude.
1: Animals like, are weird. They're crazy, man. Like, get,
2: what a very specific adaptation that works really well for me.
1: Yeah. Them. Have you guys, I mean, you guys have seen those bugs that look like plants. You ever seen those? Where it looks like a like oh, an actual is, yeah. plant. Look at that.
2: That's an actual spider at the end of that. Like with the, with the butt of it, it like locks it in. So he captured it and I was using it as bait. Yeah.
3: Would That's super that? fascinating. That's fucked up. Now, yeah. do you because- imagine if
1: animals, what if animals adapted or evolved so fast that they started doing that to humans? Like a bear, <laughs> like a bear has a cheeseburger paw. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: you're like, oh shit. You're fat. you like, there's a fucking, <laughs> there's
1: a cheeseburger in the yeah. woods. <laughs> Johnny, well, I'm no. hungry. Yeah.
2: Don't do it. It's a bear. <laughs> There'll be signs everywhere. Yeah. Don't, don't take the burger. Or, or yeah. you know,
1: yeah. Or like a leopard looks like a hot chick. Yeah. Hey.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's more like sirens, you know, back in the day.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Old cartoons were like that. Remember when they, they always dress up like a girl to, to yeah,
3: fuck yeah. up the other guy? Right. Like yeah. Bugs Bunny. Was Who would ever think that drag? a snake would have the ability to catch a bird? Yeah. I mean, you would, you wouldn't even think that, right? You wouldn't even think that a bird would be, a, would, would be at risk to a snake. Mm, yeah. yeah.
1: What are what are some of the craziest animals you guys can think of? You know what's crazy to me? You guys ever see mountain goats? Yeah, the way they uh, climb dude. hills, yeah. bro, climb hills. They climb walls. Yes, yeah, I yeah. mean it's crazy with their little toes, With their, it, with
3: toes. It, with their abil- with ability to do. Oh, and they're balancing on like the insane. side of a
1: like a side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. That is some. That now is some you guys. Have, now shit. you guys have. So this is my yeah.
3: thing, right? And I'm curious if you guys have the same thing. So I have my. Katrina will leave the room, or she she does not have the patience for watching like Planet Earth or watch like I love that. Oh, stuff. I love and it. There's yeah, nothing. How yeah. do you
1: watch it sober? Or do you have to be?
3: No, I don't <laughs> have to. I don't have to be high. But let's be honest, it's fucking it, better. It's funnier when you're. Less, yeah. when you're let's be honest. You know, you got the crazy high def going on, and you and you're a little. So now
2: you got Netflix and Ease. Yeah. Right? Right. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's our new hashtag. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Netflix and Chill. Netflix, Netflix and Ease. Yeah. Netflix and Ease. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. No. 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 So that's uh, that's my show that Katrina doesn't like. She is. You know, we all we have a lot of shows we watch together. And if I watch a show that we watch together, she gets mad at me if we don't watch it together, right? Where I have a, a couple shows that I can watch where I know she's not going to give me a hard time. In fact, she'd rather not be there. And that's one of them. Do you guys have shows that? you guys watch that your girls are like i don't want to watch that uh, yeah
2: Usually it's the violent ones, like uh, uh, Walking Dead. I had to watch, like, she was with me on it for the first two seasons, and then she was just like, that's just too much for me. Like, I am, I'm abandoning. Like, I'm, not, I'm leaving <laughs> you like, alone. I'm, I'm out like, of this one. I'm like, no, because the, the worst part is, like, you have to go through all those emotions and, like, the, you know, the stress and the trauma of it by yourself. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, oh, did you see what happened to Glenn? No! You know, like, you're just by yourself.
1: I like the uh, same thing here, Scary Story. Stuff for me, scary stuff. Jessica won't watch. Jessica. Oh, she don't like scary stuff. No, she can't do it. But I love really, really good terrifying. Like, but I it has like, to be good,
2: right? I like, I like being th- the the thrilling. Not so much like the super gore, but no, like it's got to be good. Yeah, suspenseful, like scary yeah. shit.
1: And I also like really, uh like hardcore sci-fi, sci-fi yes. type shit. And she, Jessica, doesn't like that. There's another one I have to watch you by too. myself. Yeah, yeah see, I know. You and I got excited that one night when we watched. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, but it <laughs> was a stupid oh, one. That's that's the worst because it was like it started out super good. This movie we were watching, and then it got really weird. There's
1: a lot of sci-fi movies like that where you're watching it and it's good, and the premise is good, and then they just fucking jump the shark every time. Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. one when I was a kid. Got uncomfortably weird. Do you guys remember the movie? Maybe you guys can remember this. And there was just, It was. It's from the. It's got to be the '80s. Either '80s or early 90s where these this one kid they're all video they play video games or whatever and this one kid with his computer he's really brilliant he creates something that this where the computer creates this like bubble in space and they figure out a way to make a spaceship and put this bubble around it and then he can just enter coordinates on his computer and they can fly all around. That's not Flight of the Navigator? No, no, no. no. That was
3: a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. Is but that it, the one where the, the, the silver well, spaceship and the spaceship has an that's eye? That's Flight of the Navigator. Oh, okay. Yeah, God, yeah. No, right. no, it didn't have an eye. Did mm. it have an eye? No, you're thinking War of the Worlds. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it War of the Worlds that has the silver spaceship with the eye It has like a, and it talks to him.
1: Oh, no, you are thinking Flight of the right? It talks right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. But the one I'm thinking is something else. And then they meet the aliens and they're the dumbest aliens ever. I'm like, this is stupid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. This movie was so
1: good until you get stupid aliens. You ruined it. Yeah.
3: You you know what's funny, though? What if that, you know, we always speculate on that. Like, if we were to potentially find, you know, artificial, or not artificial touch, but intelligence out there, right, somewhere else out there. That we assume that it would be smarter than us, but what if we actually found you know, it's dumber than us, dumber, less yeah, evolved? Yeah, yeah, it's less Dings. evolved. We actually get to them. A bunch first. of Homer Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck. I'm not impressed. Yeah. I'm out of yeah.
1: here. <laughs> well, we would have to find them then, right? They That's would, it. Would, yeah, yeah. Because if someone found us, I think we'd be pretty much the dumb ones. Oh, uh, yeah. If they were able to, would to, dominate to travel us. and find us, I think we'd be. We'd be, fucked, we'd be screwed. But yeah, but that Flight of the Navigator was a great. That was a great movie. I'm glad you you brought that up. I haven't shown my kids that movie Yeah, yet. it's a good kid movie. That's a really sure. good one. What are some other good films from from our childhood that? Well, E.T.
2: is always awesome. But Yeah, uh, has your kids seen that yet? Yeah, they've seen it. You know, it's funny about that cuz they do have like bad words in it and uh, you know, and they have the 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 specific scene where he like kisses the girl and he feels feelings, you know, like it's, there's a lot of sexual tension. Uh, you know, like leading up to that. And E.T.? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't remember that either.
1: You know, it's weird. The old movies allowed, I feel like, more more bad language for kid
2: movies. And and their oh, mom good. left them by themselves, like, you know, to just. like. Well, that
1: was normal. That was yeah, back in the day, I yeah. know,
2: but it's, it's like crazy to see that now. It's like they were all just fending for themselves. You're you know?
1: irresponsible, mom. No, that's how they, that's no, how they did that's it just back just then. What you, know
3: what, you know what transit, you know, talk about the evolution of movies that I thought was, that we just have seen in the last five years or so. Like, now you see in movies. How common is it? You guys see this in new movies, where a scene will show the text messages pop up on the. Mm. So, like, if you'll you'll see a character using their phone and texting, and then you get to see the little bubbles pop yeah. up. Uh, like yeah. we didn't see anything like that no. just like five six years ago, and now no. oh, it's a whole new way yeah to communicate. Right, almost every movie shows shows the the text message. Well, what's back crazy
2: about that? Nobody predicted. You know that we'd be using phones like that, right? Why, why not? Like there, it, it seems like it'd be well, so logical. It doesn't
1: make any. It actually, doesn't if you th- if you think about it back then. So put your like you know when you were a kid or like you know twenty years ago. It sounds like we're going backwards. It does. Yeah. Like why it's, wouldn't you just yeah. talk? Right. Yeah. Why would you send a a, a message? You know, a written message. Yeah, why we you just we talk?
2: thought that everybody would be uh, a hologram. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? That's that's like. Well,
1: it turns out most people don't want to like, be I, seen and don't want to see other people yeah. when they talk to them. Because I have, I have, I can do that on my phone now. I can it's do video. True. You I don't want to be fucking,
2: dismissive about it? I don't it. video anyone when I talk to them on the phone. Yeah.
1: Especially people I don't know very well. I don't want to be like, Hey, who are you? Oh shit. Right. You know what I mean? You'd rather just you'd rather not do that. Actually,
2: that's awkward for me. I don't know if this is a thing or not, but I know some people like to introduce other people through video and text now. Like, hey, I'm so and so, and like a, like a video of it, and then the other person chimes in in video. What? That's hey, weird. I'm a, nice to meet you, but and I'm like am I supposed to follow suit with this? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I so felt weird. like really awkward. You know? yeah,
1: I showed my kids uh, Teen Wolf the other day. You guys remember that? Yeah, oh, I yeah. love that yeah, movie. Michael, Michael J. When's the last time you guys watched it?
2: Not in a long ass time.
1: Yeah, dude. They, you can really see a difference in the way, like we're watching it and as we're watching, you remember the scene where they, where he jumps up on his buddy's uh, van and they're pretending to surf down the street? Yeah. I, mean, I remember thinking that was so cool You're when like, I was a whoa. kid. No, my kids are like, that's dangerous. <laughs> they would get arrested. Like, why would you do that? So they would get arrested. And I thought about this: if if you got on the top of your buddy's car and drove around and surfed it in 1984, the worst thing that would happen is a cop would pull you over and tell you to cut it out. Like, hey, stop yeah. that, you mean? Yeah, kids Get in the car and stop, yeah. and get your ass home. Right, Sorry, right. officer. Yeah. If you did that today, you would get thrown in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you were on the top of a car riding down the fucking road, not only like
2: that, the person driving would be like, you know, go to jail too.
1: You would. Yeah. It's very, very different. It's yeah. different times. Yeah, man. very, very different times. Anyway, so what you guys is training? It'll look like. Actually, I got to ask you, Justin, because yeah. you're going to be gone when this airs. You're mm-hmm. going to be in. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm are not, you going to train while you're gone? You know, and I, I loosely had that plan. Yeah, I
1: loosely had that plan. At loosely
2: have that plan. When I when I arrive, I'm actually I I found a good spa that has infrared sauna. Oh, you're gonna do that. So I'm gonna do that. Oh, good. Do first that first thing, and I'm gonna video it. And oh, to help your circadian rhythm. I'm gonna try it out. You know, I I know like a couple people have mentioned that is like uh yes, really do that working because I
3: want to see what that. I want to hear. I want to hear from you how that makes a difference. I know Ben is all about yeah. it,
2: but yeah, because I'm literally landing like the next day, so I have to like sleep through the whole night to get there you know are you guys doing day. a red eye or something yeah well, we're leaving at like like technically it's like five i think and then it goes into the next day we we land there somewhere around now like are you gonna tr- are
1: you gonna try and fall asleep real hard right when you get on the plane or try and stay awake yeah i don't
2: think that's possible i think i'll probably stay awake until my body's just like all right you know and then i'll i'll you know pass out you know maybe take you know take an edible or something yeah on the plane? <laughs> do something like that you know to just help the the process but yeah i'm uh I'm planning that for sure when I land, and then after that, I mean, we're gonna be walking everywhere, everywhere. But I'm I'm gonna look. And I'm gonna be on the hunt for a couple places to train. Even if I could get in two to three lifts while I'm out there, I'll be happy. I would love. I love going to gyms
1: and other places, yeah. especially if it's in another country, because there's a Just little b- check it out. It'll be yes. an experience. There's and a little Courtney's bit of, down, a, of so. a different vibe in every gym that you go to, but especially when it's in another country, you can yeah. kind of see.
2: Maybe I'll just lift rocks and fucking throw them. Dude, bro, the I wonder, waters. I
1: don't know. I get the, and this is a stereotype, right? But I'm picturing that, right? I'm picturing like a yeah. fucking dungeon, uh, but it's probably uh, going to be like a posh oh, really. fitness gym. I'm going
2: to have to ask Matt Vinson maybe. Maybe he'll know because he's spent a lot of time. So you when
1: know. you do work out like that, since you're gone for two weeks and you may be only going to get a few workouts, you just do like super intense full body type stuff?
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah super intense full body and I like before we go like tomorrow in the morning I'm going to get a, a real hard lift in because uh, I hate I hate flying like off. Of, oh stuck
1: in this yeah, twin chair the whole time at, at
2: least then my body feels like it did something yeah and I can kind of carry that'll carry me at least a day or two and then I can you know figure the rest out from there yep. but I plan on being active dude this inspired me this competition I don't want to completely throw that in the garbage can so I'm I'm in man.
1: yeah so yeah it's See Jessica likes she's super into fitness too so when we travel we tend to make it a priority but what we do is we like to wake up early mm-hmm. train and then afterwards and then walk we walk the rest of the day. And then we have the whole day yeah. to ourselves and it's nice cuz it gets you out gets you where you want to go and that's what I want to you know, do. So, Even
2: if it's got to be a, you know in this back uh, there's this deck this this first Airbnb we're staying at it's like <clears throat> right in Edinburgh it looks you you could literally see the castle like right behind us. So mm-hmm. I, I plan on Having coffee, then even if I have to, I'll just do a full body workout there with bands. Do Airbnb is
1: Airbnb is destroying the hotel market. I yeah, it's it's amazing. It doesn't make any sense to get a hotel it's if you're silly. gone for
2: a you know, length of period of time. Half the price and the way more convenient, and uh, you know, like it's it's interesting.
1: You know what I want to do? I want to because I think the next trip, the next big trip, I think all of us should travel together. Mm-hmm. Air, you know, take the take the wives and girls and maybe even the kids. Go somewhere, book an Airbnb for like ten days or fourteen days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it gives us the opportunity to work because we're all together, so we could bring our podcasting equipment. Yeah, we could podcast, do whatever, and then just enjoy you know the trip with everybody together. It's nice when we have, I don't, we don't get it together enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody. No, I
3: agree. Yeah, yeah, I would be down for that. Well, it's tough coordinating everything when you, especially when you talk about families and kids and everybody else yeah. like that. But, but that's that, why I think it would be better, right? That would be the best way to do it. Would be just to make it a work event. You know, yeah. you just say, hey, I would like to do that around something. Like I would, you know, we've got a ton of people that want us to come out to the Arnold. You know, either out, yeah, yeah, go out there and stay out there for a week, so we could go to an event and we could podcast, create content around events. Or we've had a lot of people in Australia. We have a big listenership out there, so I think going out,
2: we have a huge
1: audience. Yeah, so going
3: somewhere like that where we can we can double down, right? We can turn it into an event where we're going out there and speaking, and then in addition to that, we could podcast, and then we can also
1: you know what else would be fun too is like, because it's just (laughs) popping in my head. Like if we did that and we had a house and we were all in it with the girls and the kids and all that. You know what sounds like a lot of fun? I had friends, uh, a couple friends that did this while they were on vacation. They went to Italy with other uh, groups of people. So there was like four couples and they rented a house in uh, Florence. And one of the things that they did is they hired, they paid a chef to come to the house and then teach them how to cook uh, like a like an amazing dish and then they all ate it together. How fun does that sound when oh, you have a big cool. group oh, together? I love you, yeah, so like everybody got to cook with the chef in the Airbnb or whatever. That they had. Doesn't that sound like a great fucking time? No, it's cool. With some wine and whatever?
2: I think that'd be great. That'd
0: be good. Oh yeah. Let's do it. This Quaz brought to you by Organifi. What is your favorite cheat meal or food? Cheat meal. Pizza wins. Yeah,
2: 100%.
3: I can't
1: even think of, I mean, I love burgers too. Uh, I, yeah,
3: I was going to say, I'm, the first thing that I had after this competition was, then we had it all planned out. Like uh, Katrina and I, we went and picked up uh, some double-doubles from In-N-Out, washed it down with my uh, Organifi probiotics. Oh, thank and that, God. <laughs> like hey, for, did it help? I always, dude. I'm telling you right now, that has been one of these staple things that you turned me on to when we first got sponsored by them. Because before that, it was like I wasn't really taking anything like that. I didn't really yeah. use it. I was like, whatever. But when we, if I know I'm going to eat off the plan that anything that compromises my stomach or will make me on the in the restroom, you know, half hour, hour later, and I know it, which pizza would be in there, burgers would be in there, things like that. I, for sure, it totally mitigates that. It makes a big difference for it me. It does. Yeah. Hmm. I like burgers
1: a lot, but I'd have to say pizza. I just can't have pizza. Pizza destroys me
2: yeah, but your pizza is like no cheese. What does it look like?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking real pizza, obviously. If I'm talking about my favorite cheat meal, yeah, I just can't have it because cheese and, uh, and bread fucks me up. Well, but it's not really if I che- could- It's really not a well, cheat meal for you then. You're so not- I can't count it? Just yeah. You, you, have, it? Just, you don't even eat it.
3: That, so the reason why I pick, I'll say the reason why I, I, we pick a burger, I picked that because right. it is a very consistent, like, quote unquote, and I hate using cheat meal, right? I do not like saying- cheap meal but i know it's become such a fucking popular term in the space yeah but it's when i'm eating off my plan or i'm indulging and or i'm over consuming and i'm damn where i'm aware of of it and what i'm doing my go-to are burger and fries and the real the besides loving the taste of it what switched me that direction instead of like pizza or things like that is you know there's still a lot of nutritional benefit to a burger a good burger I mean, is a, I mean, a good In and Out Burger is still forty grams of protein, you know, and be able to get that much protein in a meal that you really, really enjoy can be tough to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's been one of those meals that you know I feel does the least amount of damage to me, yeah. and I feel like I'm totally overindulging. Yeah,
1: you know? if, if you if, I mean, that's that's probably mine then too because I can't have pizza if that's the case. I can't have pizza; it'll kill me. So it's either going to be a burger without cheese, or honestly, you know, I'm not going to lie. a fucking big-ass ribeye steak with uh, baked potato and butter. Like, good old-fashioned steak and potato is one of my absolute favorite things I could possibly eat. Pizza was always my absolute favorite. I loved, loved, loved pizza until it just wrecked me and i can't even do it anymore well yeah
2: that's the sad part is that i would eat it and know i was gonna get like the aftermath of it and still just like no i'm gonna do it again and just punish myself again so i've i've actually tried you know eating it again with like gluten-free uh crust which is like it's a compromise like to you know it doesn't make it like that much better but it's at least it it mitigates a little bit of the effects for me, as far as like heartburn. All these do other you
3: guys things. still? Do you either one of you guys still order the cauliflower foods pizza crust? I still get those.
2: I wish we got them sent here more because I I love those and I would eat those all the time with uh, my kids. My yeah, kids we we too.
3: we order them still from. I know we have a, a discount. Yeah. I know they hooked. A, I hooked. A, they hooked the mind pump fans up. I know that. And it's something that we've. It's I forgot pre- all about well, that. Yeah, it's a, it's really simple and light. Like, and I feel great afterwards when I eat it. It does, it's totally guilt free. Well, it's vegetables. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You know, here's the thing about cheat meals. I know, especially people in the in the fitness space, or especially in the bodybuilding or bikini competitor space, they structure their diets and include. Mm. Well, do you do like what donuts call, and like just shit like that? Well, I don't like, like calling things cheat meals because I'm not. First off, I'm not cheating on anyone. I'm not cheating on a, like a, a, a you know, it's not like I made this vow and I'm cheating on it. Right. Um, I just consider it food with consequences. Yeah. All foods have consequences. Sometimes the consequences, it's not the tastiest thing in the world. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is good, but I could be eating something that tastes way better. So the consequences, of, I'm sacrificing a little bit of that, you know, hyper palatability. On the other end of the scale, I made something that's hyper palatable, but the consequences, maybe poor digestion or L- little nutritional higher value. calories
2: and lower nutritional. It's value. entertainment food. Yeah, I, I look at it as like party food. You know, if I if I want to, if I'm at like a party, I'm gonna drink a little bit. If I'm at, you know, if I'm in a festive, you know, mind, I'm gonna eat, you know, some pizza or do, you know, something that's like not something I would eat on the regular.
3: I just I treat it like this, like. Especially when I'm training and I'm and I'm and I'm trying to fuel my body properly. Like, like for example, we just in the six week competition. So every choice that I made was I I was making it uh, to, that was ideal for what I was trying to do. I was trying to build muscle. I was trying to burn body fat. So everything that I consumed over the last six weeks, I took that into consideration every time I ate. Every time I sat down and ate, I didn't just eat what was in the refrigerator. I didn't just eat whatever it was. I know what I need to eat based off of what I've been consuming and my goals. Therefore, I'm sticking to my I'm sticking to that right, mm-hmm. and that that was taken into now. There's other times when I. Don't take that into consideration when I say I don't care about my fitness goals right now. Right now, I'm going to feed something else, another pleasure of mine, which is the social aspect or enjoying, you know, the fact that Katrina and I have gone six weeks of dieting really well. And it's like, hey, when was the last time we sat down, we watched a movie and we had a burger together like mm-hmm. we had like and that is something that I want to do. So it's really just you're you're feeding a different part of you now, like anything else. I think you can abuse you can abuse these things. And I think that that's where people go wrong is they, and this is also why I don't like to schedule a cheat meal or a, a cheat day in my week every week, because then you're just, it would be like drugs. Like, you know me, I'm open about drug usage and I am i don't condone anybody who parties and does things like that. But it, I would never say every Saturday is my cocaine day. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I would, I would never put my, set myself up that way that I would say schedule in doing something that I know is not cocaine Saturday. <laughs> hey, because I'm coming over. You Can imagine you imagine know, if somebody told you that? Because <laughs> cocaine Saturday turns into cocaine Sunday, then Monday, <laughs> then Tuesday, and now you're an addict. Which is oh the same, no, this is the same process though that you see with people is they yes. they schedule a day and they justify it as okay. Spontaneous cocaine's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Saturday. I'm just saying schedule it. I mean literally, if you were to break that down though, there's yeah, somebody no, right. somebody who goes to Vegas. Three times a year and he decides to indulge and party and have a good time and that's the only time that he does something like that for his body well hey fuck I, he's probably it's probably not hurting him that bad but if you're somebody who schedules it every week yeah. you know and every, every and you feel that you have to put it in there like that like okay yeah. well now i think you have some sort of an issue it's
1: really you know you want to be as informed as possible before you make any decision right so anytime you make a decision you want to have the, the most information, the most pertinent information in front of you so you can make the best decision. Now, when it comes to food, most of the information that we have about the food is the taste. The taste and, and you know how it's going to go in my mouth and that. And that's pretty much it. And so people judge their food based off of the taste. And then maybe they'll judge it based off of, oh, is this going to make me fat or is this fit my macros? More information, but still not enough information. What you want to do is you want to know how food really affects you and this unfortunately takes a little bit of time but through things like journaling and paying attention and becoming more aware you can start to realize that these foods affect my digestion this one makes me break out this one you know i sleep better at night if i eat it if i feel sad this one makes me feel better if i eat this i get edgy an hour and a half later whatever you figure out all these things about the foods that you eat and then you make your your decisions based off that and like adam said sometimes you're in a situation where the decision i want to make is based off of the palatability of the food or the fact that i'm enjoying my company other times most times what you'll end up finding is most times your decisions will be will be more like this is what's best for my body this is what makes me feel healthiest this is what gives me the most energy this is what gives me the best digestion and you tend to and then you'll tend to make those decisions based off of that so information is really really important so when people say cheap meals you can tell that they don't have all the information because it's like, why do you need a cheat meal? Yeah. If you want to eat it, go ahead and fucking eat it. Right. If you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. But if you have the right information, then you'll know if you want to eat it or you don't want to eat it, and you can, you can trust that decision.
0: Next question is from
3: Randy RandyWeezy22. Are collagen supplements all they say they are? Hmm. Now, I picked this question because this is an area that I know has gained a lot of popularity in the last five or so years in our space. I, I really don't mm. remember seeing a lot of talk around this when we first started in fitness. And I feel like there's a major buzz around that. And I know very little about that. So do you know much about this? Right. So yes.
2: because of the lack of organ meat well, uh, that we've been consuming?
1: Well, the collagen protein, you're going to find a lot in uh, like tendons, sinew, bone. bone that yeah, kind of that stuff. type of stuff. So it's funny because back in the day when they would make uh, protein supplements... Like the old school bodybuilding, American bodybuilding ones that came in the in the big bottles. When they use everything, right? They would well, grind it all up. It get well, they used to use collagen protein, and then they got called out for using a cheap protein. Yeah, companies would be like, "Oh wait, you don't you? They're using collagen. We use whey protein, which is higher in branched amino acids or whatever." And this became a big deal, and the companies stopped using. Collagen protein because oh, it was considered
3: cheap. How funny is yeah. that, dude? And then how we have come
1: full circle. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like started it's like off the there. amino acid
2: thing you brought, and in. they would make yeah.
1: fun of it because they'd say, "Oh, it's the protein from the assholes and the lips and the eyelids and the you know the the." They make fun of it, and they yeah. would. And I remember seeing ads. I literally remember seeing ads in like Flex Magazine, where protein companies were making fun of other protein companies for using cheap proteins like collagen, and they were cheaper. They're they're less expensive. Now everybody's saying collagen's good for you. Here's the thing, like there there are different <laughs> it's amino from Paleo, it's got to be. There are different amino acid profiles in different types of protein, and that's what's going to give that protein certain characteristics. And collagen is very high in uh, proline and glycine, which are lower, much lower in other types of protein. Now, uh, does that make a big difference for you? Well, it might. It might if all of your protein comes from one source, then you may benefit from supplementing with a protein that's higher in these other amino acids, and so that's where I see I think some of the benefits come from because you can actually find studies. They're not the best studies, but you can find studies that show that you know people supplementing with collagen uh, protein, their nails grow faster, their hair grows faster. Uh, it can re- help repair the gut because a lot of the the amino acid profile of collagen match it helps feed the type of profile that you need to build, you know, connective tissue and gut, you know, tissue and that kind of stuff. Um, There's studies that show that when athletes just supplement with whey protein, for example, or whey and collagen, they do better. I just think it's a better full spectrum array of of these amino acids. And it makes sense evolutionarily speaking because I can pretty much guarantee you, you know, a thousand years ago and for most of human history— when we killed an animal, we didn't just cut off the sirloin mm-hmm. and
2: eat it. You know, we ate the eyeballs, well, we ate the snout, we ate the bone. Isn't it, isn't it weird to think, like I was thinking about that and like if people were getting sources, you know, of collagen or like getting you know, like probably from hot dogs, right? Because mm-hmm. they just ground everything together and then uh, that used to gross everybody out like to think about. You know, that they grinded all the organ meat and, you know, all the the bones and the ligaments and everything together to produce these hot dogs. Yeah. When, in fact, you know, that was probably <laughs> their only source they were getting yeah. from organ meat.
1: It's super processed, but too. Yeah, obviously. Of course it's
2: super processed, uh, but, but I just mean that that, that it's hilarious well, to me.
1: I, so I have some studies here that I pulled up. And, you know, there's one study that shows it reduced osteoarthritis symptoms in some people. Now, I don't like the controls for a lot of these because maybe it's just that their protein intake was low. But they found that they had, you know, reduced. You know, there's also skin aging seems to reduce that. Um, build muscle and burns body fat. Well, yeah, so does you know, increasing your regular protein. This is the one. Now I'm about to read a study that that everybody messages me about collagen. And there's a study that uh, shows that collagen type one collagen supplementation may reduce cellulite. And so everybody gets all excited about that. Oh. I like. I need to look at the study a little deeper. To see what that looks like, here's where the buzz comes from. Yeah, I don't, and that's the thing. So here's what the fitness industry does really, really well: is they'll take old ideas and turn them into new ideas, and then make it
2: A little rebrand, little refresh.
1: Yeah. So now collagen's like all of a sudden that's what you put in your protein in your in your coffee mm-hmm. with your butter, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be the best thing for you. And here's the good thing about collagen: is it's flavorless, so that's kind of cool. You can add it to certain things. Um, what you would call it, uh, you know. Uh, Jello. Jello's made with oh, a yeah, uh, type right. of collagen protein. Yeah. You ever look at the back of Jello and wonder why there's two grams of protein in there? Mm hmm. You that's ever, why. ever? Yeah. yeah. It's because it's got, it's got that in there. Oh, uh, that's interesting. It's got, yeah, it's got gelatin in there.
3: So. So somebody who's eating organ meat, having bone broth, cooking the whole chicken or or in a stew every now and then, like, you're probably fine. No, no, no. You're doing those things. You're probably okay. Now, if you neglect to do all those things all the time, right, then it maybe is a beneficial thing that somebody would introduce as far as teasing it out and saying that- it's going to do this one these wonders for your cellulite. Well, you know, what will do wonders for your cellulite getting is- Getting leaner. Yeah, getting leaner. Yeah, yeah. That's going to, you know, losing yeah. body fat is going to do that more yeah, than anything so you're else. you getting
2: more of an array of amino acid profiles to- Yeah. yeah it's just
1: from. another It's another type of protein. It mixes really easily. It's got different amino acid profile. Um, but, just one more thing we can sell you. But yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a miracle anything at all, to be quite honest. Um, I don't think any proteins are miracle- Anything. I don't care what kind of protein it is, egg protein, whey protein, dairy, whatever, soy. It's they're not going to change anything for you unless your protein intake is low. If you yeah, have, I was going
2: to say, unless you're vegetarian or vegan, yeah. then it is a miracle. I,
1: so here, they can't take collagen protein though. See, if you're yeah, a vegan, so, if you're a hardcore vegan, right, collagen protein's out of the question because it comes from it comes from animal. I think they would benefit tremendously from it though because they're not getting those those things otherwise. But right. if your protein intake is low or even if it's not low but it's not at the upper limit of what, you know, studies show give you the benefit, which is 0. 0.6 to 0. 0.8 grams per pound of body weight, then supplementing with protein will give you a benefit. I don't and it really I don't know if it makes a big difference if it's
0: from collagen, whey, egg or dairy. Right. Next question is from Tyler Converse. How can a woman get her hormones back on track after stopping birth control? This is a big this is a big talk. Ooh, this is an interesting question. Lately, you know,
1: um you know, birth control came onto the scene and completely changed and shifted society in really, really fundamental ways. Um, it liberated women from it was able to separate the the threat of, you know, pregnancy from sex. And it changed a lot of things and people jumped on board and now finally we're starting to see I'm starting to see this movement of women, and I'm not saying one is right or the other, but you're seeing a lot of women now that are saying, I won't take birth control whereas 15 20 years ago you almost never heard that mm-hmm. and i think it's because i mean it's a you're taking hormones yeah when you take hormones the reason why you don't get pregnant is you're tricking your body by I taking hurt. these hormones and just like when somebody takes anabolic steroids and your body stops producing its own testosterone when you're taking you know these 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 birth control hormones your body's hormone production will change as a result of it and And here's the thing with birth control. women stay on it for years. It's not unheard of for women to be on birth control for ten years
3: well would you would you mm-hmm. say that a, the similar protocol to kind of like what I am having to go through to get my hormones back would be similar to this i mean you're you're trying to mitigate stress and get good rest. You're trying to lift good, make sure that you're eating a balance of fats and carbohydrates in your diet like wouldn't you say that it's probably similar? Like, yeah, as far as I mean,
1: statistically, when you look at the statistics, it says that you know most women three months post birth control have their hormones balanced back out. But in my experience working with clients, it can take a lot longer. I know women that uh, didn't get a normal period until well,
3: for, I've had clients long, over a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two years.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know people two, three years. It took them that long. Acne um, is a common one. Uh, the irregular periods is a big one, where they'll get like no period, and then get a crazy period, mm-hmm. and then get no period for a while, as the body tries to balance out. One thing you want to do as a as a woman to balance out your hormones, besides the obvious stuff that we always talk about, which is like get good sleep, you know, lift weights appropriately, eat a diet that's adequate in all the macronutrients, including fats and carbohydrates. Besides all that, you want to take care of your liver. Because your liver is what gets rid of excess estrogen, and uh, if your liver is off, you will have trouble balancing out your hormones. So, I recommend typically to what I would typically say to, to women going off birth control is avoid alcohol, get your let your liver become healthy. You can try certain supplements that help uh, with hormone, you know, balancing. Uh, vitex is one. I think it's made with chastberry. Evening primrose oil is another one that you can. You can try, and then do some like liver, you know, some some herbs that are good for the liver, like milk thistle, uh, which helps the liver, uh, you know, kind of be healthy. And then here's the other thing, you have to be able to excrete the ex- estrogen through your stool, so you need to make sure you have good, regular bowel Oops. bowel movements. They find that chronic constipation. Mm. Uh, can actually contribute to hormone imbalances.
3: So then, make sure your fiber intake uh, is there too, because that's a that's exactly. It's a, a common. That's a common thing that I'd have to address in all people. So not just we're talking about women with birth controls. You know, probably the two things I would see the most when I would assess a diet is the overconsumption of sh- sugar and actually the uh, um, underconsumption of fiber. Fiber gets missed a lot unless you're just, unless you're a heavy berry eater already. You do a lot of blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, raspberries. If you're doing a lot of that you're tip- and eating a lot of fibrous vegetables, spinach, things like that, kale. But if you're not having those things, if you're not a big spinach, kale, and a berry eater, uh, a lot of time, and even if you do eat that, it takes quite a bit of that to hit uh, a consistent fiber intake that you should be. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the one of the easiest fixes that I would uh, fix on almost any client is adjusting the sugar, dropping it down, increasing fiber. And all of a sudden, you notice a, a huge mm-hmm. difference uh, with people. So you know
1: who's really good at, in my experience, who's been really good at helping women balance out their hormones post birth control. Because when I used to own my wellness facility, I think I would say probably seventy percent of our clients uh, were female. And one of the one of the girls, one of the women that worked in there uh, under my facility, was a, also worked on hormones. She also was a hormone specialist. And a lot of her clients were women who had, you know, imbalanced hormones or whatever. Some of them post, uh, were, you know, post uh, birth control. And Chinese medicine, they actually re- responded very, very well to acupuncture and Chinese herbs. And I remember it was like, and some of these women would get so emotional where they'd come in and they'd cry because they finally had a regular period. And it's because a lot of them were trying to get pregnant and they're trying to balance things out. Um, so Chinese medicine. Pl- Here's the thing too with birth control that's kind of scary is it masks a lot of potential problems. So sometimes women will you know, come off birth control and have all these issues and not realize that they have like endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome or something like that. Or they had it before, that's why they're taking the birth control is to make them feel better and then those things get worse and then they go off the birth control and it's much, much, much worse afterwards. So these are just some things
3: to you know to keep in mind. Didn't you say you reached out to somebody to have on the show? Aren't we trying to get somebody right yeah, now? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to get some. Uh, there's a couple people. I don't want to say their names yet, except we haven't solidified the the you know the interview. But there's a couple uh, functional medicine doctors and hormone doctors that I've talked to. Uh, who you know? What I would love to get on the show to talk about.
3: Yeah, this would be a great female yeah. hormones. This would be a fun interview for us to do because yeah. even though I've had a lot of experience with clients like this, I, I would not consider myself an expert in this field whatsoever. No. And I would love to dig in and, and ask some questions. And we get a lot of questions like that.
1: I yeah. do, it does seem like uh, hormones is becoming an issue for both men and women. We know mm-hmm. that men's testosterone levels have been declining for a long time, and women seem to be having more and more hormone issues. So, so something's going on. Something's going on, yeah. you know. I, and of course, we could say birth control for women, but there's something else, too, because guys aren't taking birth control, yeah. and our testosterone levels are, are dropping
0: consistently decade yeah. after decade.
2: Right. Yeah, multitude of factors, I'm sure.
0: Next up is Jazzasaur. Would you date yourself? <laughs> Jazzasaur. Well, Justin, didn't you date My yourself assasaur. this morning? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> just, or just the afternoon. You know, Justin dates himself I every morning. I wouldn't say dating, uh, per se. <laughs>
2: uh, I would say. Well, loving oh, yourself. i yeah. More like a fuck buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, wow. Yeah, just wow. Every now and then.
1: Wow.
2: So, uh, so, he, so he looks at his hand. He's
1: like, you <laughs> slut. Do you th- well, I mean, looking bitch. at our
3: partners, looking at all you guys' partners, would you say that they are close to like you or do you think they're polar opposites well would you, do you think that you could date someone like just like you personality wise yeah i think i think for me like i
2: i see similarities but then i also see like a completely different mindset and a different like brain like operating completely different so uh courtney's much more analytical and much more uh you know methodical and like like is like needs that like Element of control and like is risk averse, and you know, all these things that I'm not, which it really helps keep me grounded and keeps me in check. So, me dating somebody like me would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I would hate after a while, it'd be cool. Like, yeah, right, you know, we're we're hanging out. Like, nothing would get done, (laughs) you know, or, or like, everything would get done all in this, like, cluster of, like, mad chaos. And then, um, you know, we'd end up resenting each other. And and, uh, I don't know. I just don't see that working. Like, it'd be... It would be fun for like a minute, and then you, you just like hate your 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 significant other because they're just way too much yeah, like you. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Jessica and I are, are pretty similar in a lot of different ways. We like we like discussing the same things. We both like working out the same way, eating the same way. Both have, so we kind of fuel each other. And sometimes that shit gets really uh, hot, and it gets you know, and it, it also amplifies some of our weaknesses, like. We're both uh, really bad with directions, for example. So it's forced me to get better at directions because if I don't, we will get lost. Somebody has to. Like right? no matter where we go, we're going to get lost. Um, Organization-wise, she's a little bit more organized than I than I am for sure. But we're both that could definitely be a a weakness of the of the both of us. So, but I think it's good because it's forced us to kind of work on things. I mean. I, I feel like sometimes I am dating myself with with my girl because we're so similar. It's funny we'll, we'll say certain things and she'll say things that she does and you know where she did as a kid. and I'm like God, I, I thought I was the only one mm-hmm. that thought that way. So we are very similar and it does make things pretty awesome because we're 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 so similar and we jive so much. However, when the communication breaks down, we're both very sensitive and then that can also amplify and we can get very offended with each other and very angry uh because we're you know because that communication breakdown but um yeah i don't know if i date my actual self i don't know
3: I would. I fucking love myself too. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna guess you too. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, I would say uh, I think Katrina and I are a lot alike um, in in many ways, for sure. Uh, we definitely complement each other in other areas, though. I think that we have strengths in, uh, where my weaknesses are. I think are her strengths. But for the most part, I think what had made the relationship work—it's worked for eight years—is you know even like the the deepest darkest sides of me um i feel like she's the first woman that uh understands it because there's a part of that in her too like so even the even the ugliest side of me i feel like is is we share that in common and the and we both have this this level of self-awareness that and that's what makes me say that i could date myself more than anything else is as much of an asshole as much of a pain in the ass that I am I'm aware of that right and I'm I'm not somebody because I because I grew up in a home that had poor communication I've put so much emphasis on that being an, a very important thing in my relationship that she has the ability to pretty much say anything she wants to say about me as as mean or as hurtful or as sad or as as glaring as it may be And I I can take it, like I can take it and i and I really will process it. I just, I don't react emotionally. And so because of that, I think that, uh, I mean, that's the easier part of dating me, right? I know that I'm a, the part of me that I think is difficult is I'm very blunt and straightforward. I mean, when we first started dating, I would tell her things like, well, this is, I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids yet. These are the things that I want first. This is what I want to do. And there's no compromise in that. There was no, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew where I wanted to be. I was straightforward about that, and there was, you know, no woman before her, and lots of women before her came in and tried to change that, you know, and that's where things would go wrong. And I'd be looking at them after a year or two of dating and say, "Well, you fucking knew. I told you. I told you when we first started dating. This is how I am, and that's not going to change." So I think the fact that Katrina has always respected that, and you know, and is is not afraid to tell me how it is or about me. I think that. Uh, we've made it this far and have done so well. And I think she's got that same part about her. You know, I can say things to her very, very blunt. She's not a a very sensitive girl. Like I can be, I can say things that I've never been able to say to a woman before. Things that would make somebody else cry and resent me and hate me. You know, if it's allowed me to speak my mind, which has also given me the freedom to be very truthful and brutally honest. So if there's something that she's doing that I don't like, I can say, and I love that, man. I mean, I, I think that's when we talked today we're about the business and our core values and, you know, radical honesty is it just it it, it matters so much to me and, and finding that in others, other people like you guys in this business and in a relationship. And so, yeah, you know, I think I could date a, a female version of me. I would say that she's probably the closest thing to that. We have we have a ton of stuff in common and the way we tick is is really, really similar. And even times when we, we get frustrated with each other, there's, there's, there's always this moment of like this pause where it's like, fuck, that other person would handle it the same way. I mean, even one of the first hard conversations we ever had when we first started dating and, you know, she basically sat me down and said that, you know, hey, you know, I, I appreciate your honesty and telling me where you're at you know, relationship wise and stuff like that. But this is where I'm at in my life. And, you know, if we're going to continue this thing on, then these are the things that I want. And the way that she handled it, and I, that was the response back to her. I paused for a long time and I looked back at her and I said, you know, you couldn't have handled me better. Like, that's exactly a, that. And that, that was the moment that we had decided, like, we're going to move forward in this relationship was, it was just the simple fact that she could say something like that so bluntly to me. Yeah,
1: I think, I think you can, people can be honest, with each other when you know that they love you. You know what I mean? Like if if someone's really honest with you and you know, they're not coming out of a place of trying to hurt you or hate you and you know that they love you, then you can typically take the criticism better. I think a lot of times we get our feelings hurt because we, we feel threatened, like something feels threatened. But when it's someone that's really solid and they say something to you about yourself, then unless you have a really fragile ego, right, then you can sit there and you can take that That
3: criticism. No, I think that's think that's a a very, very good point you're making. I think that many people's, uh, you know, when they say something where they're they're you know quote unquote being honest is is comes from a place of insecurity mm-hmm. you know and they're attacking the other person and you know oh, i'm telling them these things because that's the truth and how mm. it is but really We're trying
2: to take them down a couple
3: pages, right it's really like that where yeah. you know i don't feel that way at all you know i say i say things a lot of times that i know hurt people's feelings or offend them but when i say it it comes from a good place you know like if i say something it's like this is how i feel this is uh, what i'm thinking and um, it's not coming from an insecurity. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to put you down. You ask me a question, and I'm going to tell you 100% how I feel within no emotion. Well, your own
1: perception can be so skewed and so subjective that it's nice to have a partner that can be your objective other eyes or your other opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. You know when they can tell you, hey, look, I, you know, when you when you doing something you're like, "Oh, I'm doing so good." And they can take you aside and say, "Listen, I know you feel like right now you you're you're doing great, but you're actually not. You know, here's a situation. I can see that you're doing these things or whatever. To have someone you trust where you can sit down and be like, "Well, I'm going to trust that person's opinion and what they're saying." That is a very, very powerful fuck yeah. partnership because you I don't care how smart and self-aware you think you are, there's a level of blindness that you have for That's yourself. That's, to me, that's mm-hmm.
3: part of having ultimate self awareness is recognizing that you have that still, that yeah. you still have a bias. You just don't see it. Because it's you, yeah. which when you have a partner like that, which Katrina 100% is this woman, many times, you know, and I have lots of hard conversations in the day where I'm dealing with, you know, coworkers or dealing with business deals and. You know, I say something and I I feel very good that like, that's how I wanted to come across. I'm certain of that. Um, But I still will ask her like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, what did you think of that? Oh, you know, I think that you, you did this well, you did that well, but I think you didn't do so well here. You could have done this better. And because I respect her on that, that level. That like you said, that she's coming from a place of love. It's not to slight me or slide me or knock me down or put me down. It's being objective. And- oh
1: man, Jessica was so for me. She was so uh, uh, instrumental in helping me go through this process of you know changing how I parent my my kids because she was very she was able to be very objective and I trust her and she's able to say to me things like, well, look, I think the way you're treating this situation may be because. You know, you feel a little bit guilty, or maybe because you want them to always be happy. But remember, they're kids, and sometimes they're not going to be that happy, and that's okay. And and I got And I take a sip. You know, I take a step back, and I hear what she's saying, and I trust her. And so I kind of like, okay, I'm going to trust you. And then you start to see, you start to mm-hmm. see what they saw, and you're like, okay, shit. Because I, I, you know, I wonder how much, how many things in life I went through and did, thinking I was doing the right thing, when I, when, when maybe people around me. Oh, knew yeah. it wasn't, and they just didn't tell me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe I wouldn't have listened if they did. In the, anyway, I'm sure that would have been the case, right? Yeah. And how much time I could have saved, and how much heartache I could have. Well,
2: saved. it's yeah, and it's interesting too, because like mm, the best part of it is, you know, the, the honesty that you guys are talking about. You know, between you share with your partner, but like, you know, even the the flexibility I've had uh, to pursue risky things, and and the support that I've had with that has been amazing. To where. But there's still that that element that she brings in that's like, okay, well, like logistics, okay? But here's how we're still going to pay bills. And here's how, <laughs> you know, all this stuff is still going to work, you know, on paper. Uh, meanwhile, you're pursuing these crazy ass ideas, right? Um, but it was never like a prevention of it and mm-hmm. like a – like. Like it's, it's more of like a, a, a perfect amount of caution that I need to hear.
3: Right. If you're yeah. dating, I think if we were truly dating ourselves, they, they would be the most ultimate supportive person possible, right? Cause it's yourself, <laughs> yeah. right? No one wants you to win more than you. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So finding a partner that is a lot like yourself, I think is, a, you know, I know they say opposites attract and I think there's many opposite traits in all the girls that were, that we are with. Yeah. But then there is also a side of them that is very much so a lot alike and very much mm. so – I think there's a lot more alike than there is different. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think so too. Like, I think you have to be. You have to – Well, you have to have the same values and go to the
1: same – have similar goals. You know, otherwise, you're moving in two different directions. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it just makes it – and it's, But it is, at the end of the day, if you know that that is you – know, that your partner is there and going to be there no matter what – it gives you a sense of strength that is hard to uh, it's hard to quantify you know what i mean if you know you can go forward and do your best and try your hardest but if you fail or you fall that person's going to stay with you and they're there mm-hmm. that only makes you do a better job it makes you stronger at least coming from you know and this maybe i'm sure everybody feels this but you know as a man when i know my girl's there and she's got my back and no matter what happens it just, I'm just, a, I feel so much more powerful, yeah. and I think that's one of the most important things. Now,
3: objectively speaking, can you guys look at and say what, like, the single most difficult thing would be about dating yourself? Like, what is like the, if your girls were to say, like, oh, this is J- Justin's pain, the biggest pain in the ass part of Justin is this. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Do you does uh, it mm, something ring the bell? Like, what what Courtney would say or what Jessica would say is the is the biggest pain <laughs> in the ass there's a lot I'm sure (laughs) uh, yeah I'm I'm difficult it's for probably for me
1: is uh, I'm very observant and uh, communicative and I could be a pain in the ass with that Hmm. so like if you know and I would probably get on my own nerves like are you Hmm. sure you should eat that because it bothers this and well maybe you should go to bed earlier tonight but shut the fuck up and let me you know what I mean Hmm. I could totally be that kind of person sometimes so I could see how that would be kind of annoying I'm
2: very bullheaded like I'm very hard headed and, like, to get me to do something different is very challenging, especially if I have it in my mind that I'm doing something. It's, you pretty much can't convince me otherwise. So, and she'll go on for days about that and what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely, like, it's tough. It's a tough thing to, to deal with somebody like that, you know, that has a very clear vision of what they want and what they want to accomplish or whatever it is that, that you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely... I try to work on that all the time, so I'm more open to suggestion and, uh, you know, looking at things with different perspective, but that could be, a, a you know, a flaw
3: of mine for sure. What about you, Adam? Um I, You know, I- You almost skipped that
1: one out. <laughs> I, I, I put it on you guys,
3: right? Well, I, I've always, you know, you, I say this on the show all the time, right, that um your greatest strength is your greatest weakness, so- I think it fits here for me too, is one of my greatest strengths or probably one of the attributes that she loves most about is the radical honesty. but the the caveat with that is that I also am so honest that i'm I'm not very sensitive, right? So because i i'll I'll be so I'm so I care. so I take so much pride in being honest about things and honest about my feelings and speaking my mind that I don't always take into consideration probably her feelings or thinking about like, Oh yeah, well maybe a white lie would be good right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, it makes me, it makes me let, and, and not just so, and I, cause I know she appreciates that even when it's, it's the hard answers, it makes me just in general, it makes me not a very sensitive person. I'm not, um, I, I'm bad with that stuff really bad. I mean, she just hurt her back the other day and you know, I, I, when I go down or I got issues with that, I'm a big baby. She totally takes care of me. And because she's such a rock, I don't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't whine like that. She's not needy. It's why we work too, because she's not, I mean, because she's not that person and she, so she doesn't need it, but there's the few times that she does. And I tend to miss those times, you know, Mm. I'm very, and I have to, I'm always having to be uh, actively thinking about that, of being more considerate and empathetic and, working on the sensitive side of me because i can be that's and again that's feeding into the strength of being this mm. brutal straightforward dude you yeah, know you
1: think you're really sensitive <laughs> <laughs> check it out if you go to mindpumpfree.com you can get any of our guides for free just like the site says
0: mindpumpfree.com get some free guides thank you for listening to Mind Pump.